ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. thinking yeah <laughs> welcome to the launch pad we're the rocketeers i'm aaron uh matt let me paint a scene for you matt all right okay you are fighting an ultimate baddie he has really messed your day up you know messed with your wife messed with your family messed with your car and you have taken apart a coat hanger and you are choking this guy to death with it See this picture? I like that I'm fighting him in a closet. Yeah. One. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm so with you. It's the closest thing I can see. There's a hanger. But... Okay. So you're choking him to death with a wire hanger. <laughs> okay. And after you drop his lifeless body to the floor, you spit this perfect one-liner. What's your hang-up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about one-liners. Um, There's... Very, I mean, there's some movies that are almost built around one-liners, and I think there's certain movies that can't stand without them, the entire action genre. I mean, can you imagine if your hero, your protagonist, didn't say some either completely stupid or some completely badass shit while he was doing his stuff? He, you have to say something. You have to say something. And and <clears throat> we're going to bring today, we're, we're bringing the, our favorites, the best ones that we could find. And it's just like... The action hero has just decimated like 30 people. And it's like to fill that gap. I mean, it's better than just them walking away, shrugging and be like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I did that. So start us off, Rumi. What do you got? What's what's the first one-liner that you've brought to the table? Um, all right. We'll, we'll start off easy and we'll wade into it. But uh, how about uh, Predator? Uh, huge, huge battle going on between a group of elite commandos and a gorilla outfit in the jungle. Uh, Schwarzenegger hears a noise behind him, turns around, throws a giant fucking, like, jungle machete through a guy, impales him to a piece of wood, and he goes, stick around. <laughs> That's from Predator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was commando for sure. No. Um, you want to know a little funny tidbit about Predator? I do. So in Predator... They made the movie, and then the producers were like, there's not enough guns in this movie. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they blow up. They, they were like, watch it again. <laughs> they're like, well, we blow up an entire base of, of jungle elite soldiers. Uh, we're shooting the Predator a bunch. And they're like, ah, we just need some more guns and action in it. And that's why they went back and filmed that one scene where they think they see the Predator. And so they basically cut just down the entire <laughs> forest. down a forest. Yeah. That scene was not originally in the film. That is, was brought later huh. just to be like, oh, you want some guns? Here you go. Here's five minutes of shooting nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it adds to it. I'm happy with that. <laughs> one of my other favorite lines from that movie, not necessarily the one-liner, but it's one of those lines that only Arnold Schwarzenegger can deliver, and you're like, yeah, you are one ugly motherfucker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the Predator immediately realizes how great of a line it is and tries to say it back to him. <laughs> tries to say it back to him. <laughs> So nice. They said it twice. Oh man, what do you got? So like, I'll, I'll start off with that one. What's what's one of the the most memorable ones that you can come up? With? One of my favorite 
one line spinners is is Bruce Willis and, and Bruce sure. Willis next to Arnold is is I think one of the best in the one line category. And one of my favorite ones, and, and though I will say, I think Die Hard is a better movie in The Fifth Element. Mm. Pretty, pretty sweet, pretty sweet sci-fi movie. Sure. He's got a bunch of great one-liners, and one of my favorite ones is there is a hostage situation happening where these these aliens have kidnapped this monk, and Bruce Willis comes marching around the corner, pulls out a gun, shoots the lead alien in the face, drops him to the ground, and says, "Anybody else want to negotiate?" <laughs> because well the setup there is there's the little nerdy guy from the fucking um mouse hunt movie is like we're setting somebody in to negotiate yeah. <laughs> you're right yeah and he walks in oh because he goes they're mangalores and we have to kill the leader they won't the fight leader, without the then, leader and then they'll listen to what you have to say bruce willis we're sending someone in to negotiate and, and i think that just shows that one of the keys to a good one line is the setup like whether it's the kill and the one-liner has to do with the kill or it's the line before it that makes it make sense a lot of these when i'm reading them or when we were doing research for this it's like they don't make any sense unless you see how he killed this guy Mm. like you know james bond throwing a guy in an airlock and being like i need some space and shooting (laughs) him off into space you know like it doesn't make sense if you put it anywhere else it really is Plot specific, kill specific, (laughs) (laughs) perfect timing. Um, The next one I want to bring up is from a movie you might not expect. Okay. This is from the John Hughes penned classic, Home Alone. And this is is the scene where Macaulay Culkin has just found out that he's been left home alone because his parents are shitty. (laughs) And he's watching the movie he wasn't allowed to watch before. And this is an amazingly remade classic black and the white film. I think it's called Angels with Filthy Souls. With, yeah. <laughs> and it's just got this great lie that this bad guy is confronting this other guy about the money. He says, I'll give you to the count of 10 to get your yellow, no good, filthy ass off my property before I fill your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. And he laughs maniacally, like blowing him away. <laughs> he laughs a super maniacally while he empties that gun. There is a lot of shooting. A lot of shooting and a lot of laughter. And then he's laying on the, the, the body's laying on the floor smoldering. And this guy says, keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually, I love that one. I love that one. Here's a good one about Home Alone. Can you think about all the times in that movie that it could just cut to black with him dying and just roll credits? an entire stack of shelves collapse on him and it could just cut to black and roll credits. And that's where his parents find his little corpse. Uh, a tarantula bites him. They just find him lying on the ground while tarantula sucks his blood dead. He, any moment he could have been hit by a car, poisoned himself, lit himself on fire. You know, any of a these lot things. of those things almost happen in the movie. He so almost gets close. hit by a car. He almost breaks his, his neck um, on ice skating. Almost breaks his lake. neck taking a sled down the front steps. Which house. I'm not gonna lie, I've done before. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it in a cardboard yeah. box. Practically broke my neck. <laughs> yeah, my parents would not let me do that if they were home. That's for damn sure. Oh. Oh, all right, so check this out. In the '80s, amazing Dolph Lundgren sci-fi action film called "I Come in Peace." I 
I don't know if I've seen this. Oh, dude, it's so good. Oh. And then they have, uh, they renamed it, it's, it's, it's called Dark Angel sometimes, but I Come in Peace is the one that I recognized from the video store. It had a long-haired white human who was an alien with this, like, uber gauntlet that had these, like, spikes and needles and shit coming out of it. It's a good movie. We, sh- we should watch it. You'd love it. It's, <laughs> it's got everything you want it to be. Yeah. It's great. The name of the movie is I Come in Peace because the alien, who does not come in peace, continually says, I come in peace while killing and hurting people. <laughs> so there's only one person in the city that can stop him. Is it Dolph Lundgren? Okay, good. Dolph Lundgren, you know, figures it out, finds out what's happening, realizes he's an alien. Then when he's fighting, at the end of the movie, when he leaves, he blows, he like shoots some sort of explosive bullshit at him, right? So he blows up and he goes, I come in peace. Boom! Dolph Lundgren goes, but you leave in pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I need, I do need to see this. This this sounds good. Um, one of the ones uh, I love the army of darkness and evil dead franchise. And one of my favorite lines is, uh, Ashley J Williams is fighting another version of himself that has grown out of his shoulder. I love that you use the full character name as well. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, and he, he has just, well, to, to do the setup again, (laughs) it doesn't make sense if you haven't set it up. The, the, Bad version of him is taunting him. He's like, I'm good, Ash. I'm bad, Ash. I'm good, Ash. I'm bad, Ash. And he's taunting him. And then Ash jams the shotgun under his nose, blows him away and says, good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. (laughs) (laughs) That's I mean, you can't watch that movie without verbalizing that line at the appropriate time. Oh, and, and I think Ash is sort of a parody of of great action heroes. Like, I think he's always meant to be sort of this cheesy, like watch too many movies. Sure. Sure. American guy who, who a lot of, he, a lot of his things have one liners attached to them. (laughs) Shop smart, shop S smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's a, that's a, I mean, come on. (laughs) Uh, How about, uh, I mean, there's so goddamn many. Uh, How about if we're going with ones that are, not necessarily, I don't even know. I, I don't want to say they're not serious because when Roddy Roddy Piper delivered this line, he was serious. <laughs> serious as They shit. live. Yeah. Him and Keith David realize there's this alien plot where aliens look like humans, but they're, they're infiltrating, blah, blah, blah. But this is a really complicated plot that biggest weakness is sunglasses that actually show the truth. Yeah, but if you think about it, like aliens are stupid because Mars has come down numerous times and not taken into account that they can't breathe our air without getting sick. <laughs> so, like, there's a little oversights that when you're, like, planning a planetary invasion and conquering, you sometimes overlook the details. Like, what if one brand of sunglasses reveals all of our subliminal plans? And I can't remember it's been... I can't remember it's been a hot minute since I've seen They Live, but... Is it a specific brand of sunglasses or is it alien made sunglasses and only aliens? I don't even wear them? remember. But I don't, don't even remember. I, I have to watch that again. I have to get that movie and Put watch on that the glasses. again. Yeah, I, don't, I know his glasses can do it, but yeah. I don't remember where. I feel like he finds them, but yeah. whether, and I might be wrong, I feel like he finds them, but, and I don't remember if he finds them like in an alien place or yeah. if he just finds them on the street. I don't remember. But if these are glasses that all of the aliens own just so they can see the secret messages, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a weird thing to leave. Oh, I left my 
top secret sunglasses but lying around. You didn't around. leave Shit. those glasses, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I know how many pairs of sunglasses I've lost. I'd be a terrible <laughs> alien invader. <laughs> but don't you think you'd have an added level of responsibility if you were involved in a plot to take over an entire planet? But when it comes to sunglasses, man, they're just so easy to lose. <laughs> Well, the line from that movie is, uh, it's Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and he's just kicking ass. And he yells out, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> they, they ended up reusing that line in the Duke Nukem series, who's basically just a knockoff of the Roddy Roddy sure. Piper character. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm all out of gum. Think, think of all the iterations of that line that never made it. It's like, I came here to kick ass and drink Coca-Cola, and I just drank my last sip. Yeah, you know, I have like- a straw. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been used, I'm, and I have to do some research, actually, to see if that's the first time it was ever used, but it's certainly been used a lot of times since. Yeah. They've definitely, it's oh, been a, it's, often used, often parodied. It's so easy, and it has a perfect structure. To sure. It. I've come here to kick ass and do something else, and that other thing has run out. This, <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done with that one. <laughs> Oh man! Um, coming later, like uh, the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite ones when Neo has just done this crazy his the Matrix thing for the first time. He's done the bullet time, yeah. and he's bent over backwards, spinning his arms around, dodging bullets, and he falls to the ground. And the the agent agent I don't think it's agents, but one of the other right. agents walks up and points the gun. And he's like, "Only human." And then Trinity puts the gun to his head and says. Dodge this. <laughs> Blows him away. <laughs> Which is so funny because the whole movie, she's so sullen and just so stone-faced and stoic and never says anything funny. <laughs> Dodge this. <laughs> and I think, like, movies, action movies, at some point they knew. They had to have known that that this was funny. Like, it turned into a thing. Well, it certainly, it certainly became... A, a thing like it was it was it was part of the action movie genre and i feel like if we nowadays i mean i feel like the late 70s well i feel like the 80s and 90s are probably the heyday for this but i feel like if you watch an action movie that does not have one of those things it's missing an essential part like i feel like someone like you or i especially who we believe are like connoisseurs of such a gender uh, mm-hmm. genre i feel like we it would feel like it was missing like you know what i mean you'd feel like well that was pretty good but you know, it's a trope that's part of part of the thing. It's actually it got to the point where I've heard a story that I don't know what movie it was, but Schwarzenegger, who is one of the biggest, he's the king. Bi- he really is the king of these lines. He, you know, saw <laughs> I'm gonna make him sound better than he is, but he saw how important they were or liked them or whatever, and he talked to the writers while they were figuring out a certain scene. I don't again, I don't remember what movie it was. But he requested specifically, like, hey, this would be a great spot for one of these one-liners. So I want one in there. Something funny, like, you know, up your nose with a rubber hose. (laughs) And this is a story I've heard through two or three people. But apparently, like, he recognized that there should be a line there. And his temp line to shove in there was up your nose with a rubber hose. (laughs) That actually was the line? It didn't make it to the cut, obviously. but. Think of the kill that that would work for. I know. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> that would be badass. He's like in like a mortuary fighting some 
body that he thought was dead, but it's actually still alive. Like mm-hmm. it's, he was, he was diddling around in the mortuary, and then one of the assassins like rises up under the sheets. He's been mm. hiding there the whole time, and he fights him in the mortuary, and then jabs the hose that sucks out the bodily fluids up the guy's nose, and oh, turns nice. it on, and like sucks his brain out, and then that's the one. I was thinking the, I, I was thinking for some reason Schwarzenegger would be like in the toy factory at the end of Child's Play Two, okay, with a one. air hose. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so essentially the opposite, the exact opposite physics of what you explained oh up your nose with a rubber hose hose goes in head explodes to large balloon-like proportion and then pops now that actually happened in a james bond movie and i don't know which one this was just in the research i saw this as one of the one-liners yeah and it was with one of the lesser bonds definitely not one of the ones i recognize as being like oh yeah I right, right, that right. Bond movie. um and and he he some guy has inflated into a balloon so much that he rises up <laughs> rises up in the air and explodes. He has so much helium in yeah. his body, in his body <laughs> that he leaves the ground. <laughs> that his body is is. I think he's in a wetsuit. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So, so I think it's like Still. trapped in there, and he he inflates and floats up and explodes in a bloody mess. And James Bond says he always did have an inflated opinion of himself. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be a perfect place with the up your nose with a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> you are like I feel like you are some type of man. That in the situation, like any of the ones we've discussed, you can come up with something that fucking witty and succinct and based on what just happened or what's about to happen. You know what I mean? You are a smart and funny motherfucker if you can come up with that shit. Well, you you would think that, but (laughs) I unfortunately have never had the benefit of getting to throw one a good one-liner. I usually come up with the... Nuh-uh. Or, uh, you know, another good one is, well, you would think that, wouldn't you? You know, and and, and it's always four days later that I'm like, oh. Oh, I should have, yeah. I should have said that. And, you know, I'll try to come up with a way to use it again. But it's just never like, yeah, remember yesterday when you said that one thing? Well, here it is back in your face. And they're like, yeah, that's just, that would have worked back then. But (laughs) now you just look like a moron. Um, yeah, I, I usually come up with it four days later, but I've never like impaled a guy to some <laughs> like I'm in, to something and said stick around. No, okay. but I remember being in a bowling alley as a kid, like elementary school, probably earlier elementary school, and you were in some sort of stupid argument with another kid. Yeah, and I remember this kid was trying to intimidate me by talking about his brother Joe, and he was like, Joe knows karate. Joe's a black belt. Joe karate chopped through a brick. And like, I remember as, and I remember as a kid thinking like, like, first of all, let's just assume this is all true. What is Joe going to come karate chop me because we're having an argument in a bowling alley. And as a kid, like I remember thinking that as this kid I was arguing about something was like listing Joe's accomplishments, you know, like, well, Joe did this, Joe did this. And I just said, oh yeah, well give my congrats to Joe. (laughs) <laughs> and then I fucking threw a machete and it stuck the kid to the wall of bowling alley. <laughs> I did that and it, it that's I think that's like a the I think that's no, no, the best one. You should one. have taken the machete, cut his head in half and gone 710 split. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been yeah, you could you could have come up with that right then. But that I would have come up awesome. with it 3 days later. 710 split. <laughs> I'm reading the newspaper it says Kid in bowling alley eviscerates another kid <laughs> over brother's karate skills. And there's like a sub article that says Joe distraught. 
Joe to deliver eulogy. Oh man, yeah, no, I never, never had like a go. And the only fight I've ever been was in high school, and it was like a very stupid bullshit fight. Mm-hmm. And part of it started because a kid threw. <laughs> Why am I fighting with kids over stupid shit? A kid threw a fistful of corn at me. And for whatever reason, that pissed me the fuck off. And I started to walk towards him, and he ran away. And I caught him, and I turned. I, t- I think I like spun him around, and I said, like, you know, you want to fight? You want to do something? This is a kid who's been there. <laughs> there was an ongoing thing every day at lunch with this kid. He was always throwing food or saying shit. Yeah. It's not that he just threw corn one time and I lost my temper. <laughs> it's always a build-up. It wasn't a one corn incident. But like, I spun him on his shoulder, and I was like. I was like, what the fuck is your problem? You know, you want to fight? You want to go? You want to go? And he turned around. And when he turned around, that pissed me off more than the corn. And I'm really, I don't think I'm a very violent person. I was a senior in high school. And I turned him back around by his shoulder. And I slapped him across the face. And I remember it was, like, none of it was planned. The planning stopped once I grabbed him. Once I grabbed him when he was running away. But I spun him. I slapped him. And it wasn't hard. But it was, like, the perfect amount and my hand was cupped perfectly to make a really loud and it everyone looked and I was standing right in front of him and everyone looked and at that point I was like oh fuck I hadn't planned this far ahead and some kid said to him they were like spit in his face Chris spit in his face and I did I was like I don't want that to happen but my cool action action hero response was yeah Chris spit in my face and Chris walked away. Chris knew better than to spit in my face. For some but I re- should have come up with something you sh- awesome. You should have had a good one. For some reason, I do have a really good bowling insult tied to bowling again. And this came So up- if you ever get into an action fight in a bowling alley, Dude. you got it. <laughs> if I'm ever writing an action movie, I'm going to constantly be like, guys, we should have a scene in a bowling alley. We should have a scene in a bowling alley, guys. Can we do something in a bowling alley? They're like, why are you obsessed with bowling alley? Why would Arnold Schwarzenegger, an undercover copy bowling? Because <laughs> I got some really good puns. But so so this isn't really a great one-liner, but this is one in, in a lunchroom incident, probably with some food throwing or some situation like that, <laughs> where some kid was giving me crap and I gave the best your mama ever. Just and and it just floored everybody. There was like, whoa. Was it one that you created or was it a I don't know if I had heard this, and I don't know if I came up with it, and it's somewhere in between. I mean, I'll be honest, it probably is not original, but I've never heard it before or after. Okay. And it came from somewhere, though. Like, I don't think I would, like I said, if it didn't come four days later, it probably was something that I had heard. Sure. But he said something, I said, your mom reminds me of a bowling ball. She gets picked up, fingered, thrown in the gutter, and still comes back for more. (laughs) And everybody was just like, how old are you? Freshman in high school. <laughs> it's really lewd. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, <I feel> <laughs> that's badass, Rumi. Um, can you imagine being like, if there was like, you know how all the Christmas songs are written by like one guy? I think yeah, it was some, right. some old Jewish jingle writer from New York, and he wrote like all the big Christmas songs. This is true. I can't remember his name. You can look right. this up. But, like, if you were, like, the one guy who wrote all the movie one-liners, and he's just, like, he's got, like, file cabinets. He's like, if you're in a bowling alley, I got all these here. If you're in an airport. What's the situation? I got all these here, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Looks like your flight's been delayed. See, here's a perfect yeah, one. Got it. What other ones do we have in the queue here? What else do you have that uh, that you can shoot Before out Before we get into the into the king of, of one-liners, I, I, I got a couple... Here's Sylvester Stallone in Cobra 
just before he blows away the bad guy, he says, you're the disease, I'm the cure, and then shoots him in the face. And that's a, you could use that anytime. Bowling yeah. alley, airport, it doesn't matter where it's, you it's are. It's perfect. Or how you're killing the person. Um, and and I, got, I got one here. So this is when they started to become kind of a joke. And, okay. And this is in the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, one of the Kevin Smith <laughs> masterpieces. And they're in Hollywood – and there's all these parodies of other movies happening. And one of the parodies is a sequel to Goodwill Hunting. And, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon talking to some people in a bar. And the guy in the bar is mouthing off to him, saying some some real smarmy shit. And he he, you know, he really thinks he gives it to him good with whatever he says. And he says, How do you like them apples? which is one of the great lines from the first Goodwill Hunting. And Matt Damon pulls out a shotgun, blows this guy away and says, applesauce, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the the, the parody one-liner, if done well, is still as funny as the original. They're equally ridiculous. It's just finding the right moment. Like one of my favorite parody action movies, you know, which became a thing like Hot Shots and mm. – uh, one that I really like is called Shoot 'Em Up, and I know a lot of people. Oh, I love that movie. We saw that in the theater. We together. saw it together. That was a high five, rock 'em, sock 'em, fight in the parking lot movie. <laughs> a lot of people hate that movie. They're like, I don't get it. It's stupid. Those are people who I would like just stop being friends. Yeah, like, they never have to reload. And it's like it's a parody of a John Woo movie. It's a parody of all action movies. And this movie starts in such a genius way. Clive Owen is eating carrots on a bench, and he sees a guy walk past, and he comes up. And, and and this bad guy starts some shit and causes some problems. And Clive Owen attacks him, beats him up, takes the carrot, jams it in his throat so hard it comes out the back of his head. And he says, eat your vegetables. Now, that sounds stupid. People started walking out of the theater when this happened. When we saw it together, people were leaving the it. theater when that happened. I think it's so genius because it sets up right away that this is a Bugs Bunny movie with bullets. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you can't buy that he can stab a man with a carrot so hard that he dies, then this movie is not for you. And you may yeah, leave Just let the you theater. know what you're getting into. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. You may leave. <laughs> uh, that's a really good one. How about this is um, this is an honorable mention type of one. It's interesting. Steven Seagal is one of my favorite action movie heroes. He doesn't, I don't think he's in the same league as Bruce Willis, Stallone, or Schwarzenegger, but he's kind of like his own thing, and I love him. I feel like more than those other guys, he believes this shit. Like, oh. when he's in whatever movie, he thinks, I'm not even saying he thinks it's a serious movie. I just think he thinks this is Life. This is it. I am saying this as hard as I can. Um, in Hard to Kill, it's a movie where uh, I think he's like someone tries to kill him, assassinate him, or kill his family. He's in a coma for a while. Comes back. What's he gonna do? The revenge. Mm -hmm. So there's a senator who's involved with why he was targeted, and there is a um, a recurring thing in the in the movie where they're watching a commercial, and in the commercial, the senator says, "And you can take that to the bank." <laughs> this one, <laughs> Seagal is not even doing anything. He just sees the commercial and yells this one-liner back at the commercial. He says, I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent, the blood bank. <laughs> but he doesn't say it while he's killing him or making him bloody. He says it to the commercial. <laughs> 
See, and this would be another perfect moment. Old Roger, the one-line king, he uh, has his, his thing. You got a bank? You got a scene in a bank? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Blood and bank. And it's cross-indexed with political commercials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's one. If he, if he blows him away in the bank, he says, I got a deposit for you. Your guts. <laughs> He's uh he's something else. I like he but like we said though, he as good as he is, he's not as good as Schwarzenegger or you know Willis or Stallone any of those guys. Yeah. Schwarzenegger, man, I mean, how many freaking Schwarzenegger lines do we have here? I have found videos online while doing research for this that are ten minutes straight. Multiple versions of these videos. Like, here's one version, and then we have more video that isn't included in this that are like 10 minutes long of him just spitting one-liners. He is the crowned king of the action movie one-liner. So let's dive in an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know where to start, but uh, how about uh, a nice little movie called True Lies where he's he's flying a Harrier jet. (laughs) Just flying an Harrier (laughs) jet. Somehow gets a bad guy dangling off the edge of one of the wing missiles. One of the rockets, yeah. And in his, the character's, ingenious wisdom he's like i'm gonna shoot this rocket (laughs) as a way of disposing this bad guy who's hanging physically hanging dangling from the rocket i'm just gonna fire this rocket uh, unbridled in a city City. just in the city just (laughs) fire off this rocket i'm not gonna do it silently though (laughs) right before i hit this trigger i'm yelling out you're fired Then he shoots the rocket. The guy <laughs> he shoots dead. the rocket. I mean, the guy is. A lot of them really do just set up exactly what he's doing. Um, I, I don't know what movie this is. Probably Commando because it really is one of the best movies for one-liners. But he he grabs one of the bad guys and says, "Need a lift?" and just lifts him into the air and throws him over a balcony. Like <laughs> he's just he's just saying what he's doing. I mean, he's just kind of telling you. <laughs> Um, I mean, speaking of Commando, I mean, we have so many. Um, you got one from Commando? Oh, I got a thousand from Commandos. I mean, there's... <laughs> start with the end of the movie, but it's not my favorite one from the movie. When he impale Well, spoiler alert. He impales the bad guy against a steam pipe that is l- shooting steam. And he goes, let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite ones comes earlier in the movie. He's on a plane and this guy sits down, very Greedo-like. You know, he sits down. He's like, I've got you now. I've been sent to kill you. I got you. And he chokes him out to death in the plane, which nobody notices. <laughs> and then he just sets the hat on him. And the entire flight sits next to a corpse. Sure. <laughs> and as he's leaving, the stewardess comes up and he says, don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. <laughs> Which is like, that's great, but you're deplaning right now. Um, your friend, You need to get your friend off the plane. <laughs> Regardless of his and tired at, skills. At what point is she just going to be like, um, sir, excuse me, sir, you need to get off the plane. And then you realize that he's dead. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how about um, <laughs> the guy from the Warriors? Okay. Mm-hmm. Who clinks the bottles on his fingers? Yeah. Warriors, come out to play. He's in that movie, uh, in, in Commando. He plays a character named Sully, who's giving Schwarzenegger some shit. And at one point, Schwarzenegger looks at him and goes, "Sully, you're a funny guy. I'll kill you. I like you. I'll kill you last." Fast forward a little bit in the movie, not <laughs> not last. He's holding Sully over a cliff, and he says. Hey, Sully, remember when I said I'd kill you last? And then the Warriors guy's like, yeah, yeah, you said that. He's like, Schwarzenegger goes, 
I lied. And then he drops him down the <laughs> Which is awesome. And it's a two-parter. You remember the second part? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't remember the second part. He, he gets in the car and she's like, where'd Sully go? Yeah, where is, yeah, where's Sully? Where is he, where's Sully? What, what does he say? I let him go. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just stating the facts. Just I saying what he's doing. I let him go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One of the ones, okay, another great, I mean, all of Schwarzenegger's movies are worth watching. If you've never seen a Schwarzenegger movie, just, you have to. They're all pretty amazing for what they are. A great one is Total Recall. And this is actually a really, one of one of my favorite directors, yeah. Paul Verhoeven. He did Robocop and Starship Troopers and, and Showgirls. And he... <laughs> <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. Um, all great movies. <clears throat> but... In Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on Mars for some reason, and spoiler alert, someone who he thought was his wife turns out to be an assassin and is trying to kill him, and she's like, but I'm your wife, and he shoots her in the forehead and goes, consider this a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots her in the forehead. <laughs> a little bit later in the movie, he... He has some guy by the arms as they're on an elevator and the elevator, he's dangling off the side of this freight elevator. He's dangling the bad guy off the side. He's standing on there. Standing there? Schwarzenegger's standing on the standing elevator on the and he's and the holding guy's, the other yeah, guy by the arm. And the guy's dangling off the side. <laughs> and the elevator's moving and <clears throat> the, the wall rips this guy off of the elevator and Arnold Schwarzenegger's left holding his arms <laughs> and he says... See you at the party, Richter. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means. I don't know what that references, but it's just, it's perfect. You're just like, yeah, you'll see him at the party. Some party you're going to go to with his arms. <laughs> uh, um, how about, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a big one in uh, Running Man. Oh. Which is. An interesting movie, and I have mixed feelings about different parts of it, but as a Schwarzenegger vehicle, it's fucking great. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's basically like a evil game, sh not evil game show, but evil game show that Schwarzenegger is uh, blackmailed into participating into like a fight for his life, essentially. He eventually like realizes that shit's not on the level, and he's yelling at the host of the game show, who I forget the guy's name, but he was actually one of the first, if not the first host of Family Feud. Mm. Um and he's yelling at him, and he says, <laughs> "I wrote this down because it's so long. Um, I, you're gonna. I hope you live to see that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to jam it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine." <laughs> but he yells it, and my Schwarzenegger impression is not that great. But he fucking yells it at yeah, this guy. And it's like, it. wow, that is that's a lot more than uh, stick around. Um, that movie also has another good one where he. I think he kills a guy with a chainsaw. He yeah, cuts yeah. a guy up from, from groin to throat with a chainsaw. And as they're leaving the corpse, the, the person he's with at the time goes, what happened to that other guy? And he's like, he had to split. <laughs> <laughs> now, the question that I would have is like, when you're Schwarzenegger in that movie, that character, not the actor in real yeah. life, but the character, and you're cutting a guy in half with a chainsaw, are you like, oh shit, if someone asks me about him later... <laughs> I'm going to say split. Split. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. 
Um, <laughs> in Eraser, one of one of the lesser Schwarzenegger films, in my opinion, decent, but not great. Um, there's a scene where some guy he throws in front of a train and the train runs him over and he gets in the car and I think it's Halle Berry goes, Oh, what happened to that guy? He caught the train. It's like all of them are based on, I'm just hoping someone asks, could you imagine if he got in that car and Halle Berry was like, all right, let's roll. And he's like, don't you want to know what happened to that other guy? And she's like, no, I, I assumed you just killed him. Let's go. You don't. You, you killed you, him, right? You don't want to ask. You just don't want to know what happens with that other guy. And she's like, "No, I'm good. Let's go." He caught the train. Oh, okay, <laughs> get it. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. A Arnold. lot of these things need perfect setup, and that often requires somebody asking, "What <clears throat> happened to <laughs> right so and so?" Later in a racer, he kills an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. And upon shooting the alligator in the face, he says, "Your luggage." <laughs> Okay. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> All these things, like, if you kill somebody, do you still feel the need to talk to them? I feel like that's something that only happens in movies. I, I'm not a killer. Did you kill anybody before? I'm not a killer, what but do don't do? push me. It's <laughs> a two-part line. But I feel like if I killed somebody and there was no one else in the room, the need to say anything else would just be done. <laughs> Although I do talk to my dog all the time. <laughs> a live dog or killed dog? No, my, my live dog. I mean, he can't. He doesn't know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I do that too. I feel like that's the thing, though. Well, here's the thing. Maybe this is it. I am, and I don't know. I was gonna say the type of person, but I don't know if these there are real things as people. I try to make myself laugh. Every joke I say, I'm my own audience. Oh yeah. Anyone, and I want other people to laugh too. But every joke I say is for me. So like when I watch a shitty movie by myself, mm -hmm. I even though I know what I'm thinking, I'm <laughs> able to understand my thoughts. I will verbalize a joke, hear it, and laugh at it by myself. <laughs> you do talk to yourself when you watch them? Oh, absolutely. And not like walking down the street, not when I go grocery shopping, not when I'm like trying to do work. But when I watch movies or if, if I'm on a... I was going to say on a bus. I don't remember when I was last on a bus. But in public and some funny shit happens, I'll want to say the joke. Say it with my mouth to myself. <laughs> in public, I try to limit that so I don't look crazy. But then I will laugh for no reason like a crazy person. Because yeah. I think I'm funny. I feel like maybe if I killed a person with a chainsaw or dropped them down a cliff or impaled them to a wall, I might not be able to resist the urge to say some shit like that. Regardless, like if me and you were like um, contraing and we kicked open a door and shot a bunch of people, there's no fucking way I would not try to make you laugh. <laughs> we would be shooting people and be like, Ruby, stick around. <laughs> stick around. <laughs> okay, here's what would happen to me though I'd throw that machete, the guy would be pinned to the wall, and I'd be like, hang in there. No, wait, stick around. Damn it. <laughs> Don't fall. I, damn it. I messed it up. Like, oh, I'd leave the room and then have to come back to the dead body just to say the right Come word. back. Well, if we ever are Contra agents working together, mm -hmm. we'll take separate rooms. That way you have a second to think. And then you can call me in and point. <laughs> Rumi, 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 come here. Check out, check out. Stick around. <laughs> you both just die laughing. We should go laser tagging sometime and just come up with Oh, a by the way, do you want to go laser tagging on Friday? We're going. Maybe. <laughs> Bring your machete. 
with the bring your machete. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so, so <laughs> do you have more Schwarzeneggers? I have a I have a good one here. Um, <laughs> he goes up to some guy in some movie, kicks him in the balls, and says, "You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres." <laughs> And I get that, like, that's really high-level one-liner stuff, because it's it? not a ball joke. It's not a ball joke. <laughs> right, right, right. A farmer is a very abstract thing, and then you say a couple of acres, oh, because his balls ache. Now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a moment to realize what the acres were. <laughs> it was a highbrow kit. I want to, it's not a ball, you're right, it's not a ball joke. You it's, really can't call it a ball yeah. joke. I mean, it's a little too tasteful. For it's that. a little too tasteful. Yeah, he could have gone for any number of 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 ball nut jokes, but instead he went with a farmer reference, which I appreciate. Thanks, Arnold. Um, here's a good one in Last Action Hero, which was more of a parody, a parody uh, movie, action movie. But he kills a guy with an ice cream cone and gets stabbed in the back of the head. And he says... Iced that guy to cone a phrase. That's <laughs> <laughs> a twofer. <laughs> but that leads perfectly into one of the most one-linery one films Arnold Schwarzenegger has ever done, and it is Batman and Robin when he played Mr. Oh, Freeze. Oh, God. Literally everything he says is some shitty ice pun. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty rough. Do you have a list of them there? <laughs> Ice to meet you. Everybody just chill. <laughs> I, I, I think we were in, we were in high school when that came out. Yeah, we were. And it's definitely the least strong of those four, the original mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. four movies. And I feel like a large part of it was that. Oh, oh, it was terrible. <clears throat> and and it's it's tough because when I saw Batman. Return or no Batman Forever? Mm-hmm. I thought that movie was awesome. I agree. Tommy Lee as uh, Tommy Lee Jones <clears throat> as Two Face. We have Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I thought that movie was great, and that movie has a bunch of its own good one-liners too. Um, but then the next Batman and Robin comes out. I was like, oh great, we get to see Robin doing stuff. They got Batgirl. You know, George Clooney's Batman, he's real hot at the time. And this was just a steamer of a movie. Like, <laughs> like it's like the person who made it, I think it was Joel Schumacher, right? Yeah. He had he basically made a Batman movie going off the only Batman he seems to have ever seen, which was the Biff Bop Pow, Adam West Batman. Right. Well, and he did Forever also. He also did Forever? Yeah, he did Forever and How uh, can you Batman nail it so Robin. well in one of them and then just fail well, so bad in the other? I feel... And we're going on a tangent here. Mm-hmm. I feel, <laughs> I feel that Batman Forever, we like more partially because we were young. Yeah, and it's not terrible. It's just not very good, and it's way different than the Tim Burton ones. But it still yeah. is fun. And it was the that was slickest we had ever seen. Batman. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's fun. It's good. It does what it's supposed to do. I don't really like Tommy Lee Jones as um. As an adult, I don't like Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. No, but for that movie, it fit in the movie. Everything in that movie worked together. It was not yeah. the movie I wanted it to be as an adult, I guess. But as a kid, I was like, "This is fun." Oh hell yeah! As a kid, it was awesome. Uh, and 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 I I feel like they tried the same formula, but for some reason, just 
in just, the next one you mean yeah in the next one it just didn't work it was so bad it was so bad <laughs> and i mean i'll go on the record saying i think the first two tim burton ones are freaking amazing i love the gothic atmosphere that they created for those and i think yeah, it I really gave the inspiration for what i consider to be one of the better batman outings which was batman the animated series sure um well, that's a Batman tangent. We'll save that for the Batman yeah. We'll go to the Batman episode. Remind <laughs> us to talk about Batman. <laughs> I have two more big ones, both said by the same guy, oh a Mr. Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you have Die Hard, which is, in my opinion, one of the quintessential, probably best, almost defining action movies. Absolutely. The original Die Hard. You have Yippie Kaye Motherfucker, which is, like, great. Mm-hmm. I don't count that as a one-liner because it's not, like, quippy. Mm -mm. But I have to say, when he writes the words, now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 on blood, in blood on one of the chests of one of the men, the first men he's killed, I think that's fucking awesome. That's some next-level one-liner shit. Because not only is it something he could have said after killing him, but he sent it as a message right. later. <laughs> yeah, it seems even like it's not punny. It's not silly. It was thought out oh, yeah. and it was sent as a message. Like, <laughs> I think that's really cool. That's one of my absolute favorites. Oh, man. And, and Die Hard is one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite Christmas movies. Every Christmas sure. we, yeah. drag out, <laughs> yeah, we drag out some Die Hard. And, <laughs> and does your next one fit into Die Hard or, or should we still keep talking Die Hard? Then my next one is a Die Hard, but Ooh. it is from the first sequel, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Harder, yes. It has one of my favorite lines because it is what we as the audience are always thinking mm-hmm. during a sequel. Uh, at one point in the movie, uh, early on, Bruce Willis... Set, like is running around doing Bruce Willis-y shit, <laughs> and he out loud to himself goes, how can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? And you're like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and this is a rule that I have, and this happens all the time. If your character in a movie says something and the audience can go, yep, probably shouldn't say it. And that's one of the cases where it works. Right. But if you're a character in a movie and you're in a scene and the character says, God, this is so boring. You better be very careful because yeah. at that moment in that movie is super boring. Everyone in the audience will go, yep. Yep. God, what a bunch of idiots we are splitting up. And you're like, yep. Yeah. So I want to talk about a moment that this isn't a one-liner, but this is part of the Die Hard, the first Die Hard. Okay. You know, Die Hard, not harder. Die Hard. It's the first time I had ever seen the tactic of I'm going to start laughing in hopes that everyone else is going to start laughing. <laughs> sure. And then I'll get the drop on him. Right. And Bruce Willis has a gun duct taped to his back. First of all, duct tape does not sw- stick first to all, you if you're that sweaty. G- gift wrapping tape. If you're that sweaty. <laughs> wasn't even as strong as duct tape. If you were that sweaty, it's not sticking to your body. I'm sorry. But he's in there and he's got his hands up. And he just starts laughing maniacally for no reason, just starts the <laughs> and then the two henchmen are like <laughs> and then even old Hans Gruber cracks a little smile and starts to laugh a little bit. And just when he lets his guard down, Bruce Willis pulls the gun and shoots him. But in my head, it's like it, it works for that movie. 
and it's been done to death since. But can you imagine if that didn't work? If he started going, ha, 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 and everybody else was just like, <laughs> bam, shot him in the face, which is what they should have done. <laughs> so, again, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where that's come into play, but <laughs> me and my friends, I mean, you and I have played some major nerf battles as yeah. people who are supposed to be adults, at least. Yeah. But as a kid, me and my, my best friend, Joey Dunn, we played nerf guns like crazy. Yeah. Joey was notorious for hiding in a place that you couldn't get out of. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like in a toy box. So if I knew he was in there, he's fucked. He can't yeah. get out. So the, we played, <laughs> we would play where you got shot was no longer usable. So if you get shot in the arm, you have Drop to put down. that arm down. Yeah. If you, put, oh, yeah. you get shot in a leg, you have to hop on your other leg. Mm. Headshot, heart shot, killed. Killed. So we played with like, you got a chance to surrender. And I was always finding Joey Dunn putting a gun to or near his head and saying, put your gun down. And he, I don't know if he was trying what you just described, but he would immediately start laughing like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> immediately, but like just out of his mind, insane, almost like Joker level laughing. I think because he was like, I'm going to try to shoot you. And, uh, and that was his way to do it was just, just to start laughing. And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. I must have shot Joey Dunn in the head about... <laughs> A thousand times <laughs> between the grades of like fifth grade and eighth grade from that same situation. I don't, I'll ask him if he was trying to get me. Like maybe he expected me with my Nerf gun would be like. <laughs> to not look at you and then she. Yeah. So I have one badass moment. I was playing paintball once with, a, with an office paintball party. Mm -hmm. And I'm on one side of a filthy tube. And my boss at the time is on the other side of the so filthy tube. So it was a tube. Friday night for you? Yeah. <laughs> And I knew he was there, and I think he knew where I was, but I decided to go for it, and I dive, flying dive, shoulder hits the ground, and my gun's pointing at him, and we're point-blank range, and the rule was if you were point-blank, you could, you had to give them a chance to surrender. Sure. And I land on the ground, I said, surrender, and he didn't look like he was going to, so I just lit him up. <laughs> and then finally he's like, oh, 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 okay, 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 surrender. <laughs> Well, that's all that I have. Do you have any more? That's that's all I got. Um, so let's let's you ready for, ready for blast off? Let's let's. I think so. Well, well, we'll we'll do top five. Top five. All right, here it is. Here's our list at number five. Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he said that to a guy after he kidnapped his child. Yeah. Bennett stole his daughter, and he killed him by saying that line. <laughs> and it's one of those ones only Schwarzenegger could pull this off. Yeah. It's so direct, because the guy's literally steaming while <laughs> impaled on a pipe. <laughs> Number four. I came here to chew bubblegum. Kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> this one we put on the list at number four because it's quintessential. It's been reused over and over again, and it has a perfect setup. With <laughs> yeah, and it really—I mean, people, it's been used so many times yeah. since. All right, number three, I have uh, Ash from Army of Darkness, and he says, "Good, bad." I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> We're laughing every time, every time. we say these. <laughs> All right, number two. 
Remember when I said I'd kill you last, Sully? I lied. (laughs) (laughs) And I like this one so much because not only is it a callback to much earlier in the film, (laughs) but it's just so direct. (laughs) It's good. Yeah, you're right. It's a callback to before the film and then it has that little addendum afterwards when she's like where's Sully and he says I let him go I let him go (laughs) and number one our favorite one liner now I have a machine gun ho 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 (laughs) (laughs) and we've said this and and I think we're going to get flack for this and you can tell us on our Facebook page if we're full of shit you can call us out on this I think we're going to get flack because it's not technically a one line that's spoken but I think it is the number one because it is like it's it's like a one-liner from the grave. Like he sent it to them. It's like the most creative way to deliver a one-liner. He could have said it to that guy after he killed him. The body's on the floor. And he's like, no, I have a machine gun. <laughs> and we would have all laughed and shit our pants. But <laughs> he writes it on a sweatshirt and sends it down the elevator to these guys. That is next level one-liner shit. I agree. I think that's like super badass to, to do it in that manner. <laughs> well, there you guys have it. What did we miss? What did we forget? Tell us on our Facebook page. But Rumi, you ready for Blast Off? You got it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We are super excited for next episode because Matt and I just got back from San Diego Comic-Con and man, we had an amazing time and we cannot wait to share it with you all. Here is just a little taste. So we sit down and about maybe two minutes into sitting down, this couple walks by and they're probably like in their 50s and farts right in our face (laughs) and not like a little squeaky one. Like, they really let, well, it was a guy, I think, <laughs> let it rip. He's like, like, he's like, watch this, I'm going to crop dust these kids. <laughs> no, because crop dusting is when you fart and then it wafts towards people as you walk. This guy dropped the bomb in our faces. We like, were ground zero. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, ground zero was like literally a foot away from our faces. <laughs> And uh, this is the stuff that happens at Comic-Con, I guess. We both have pink eye now. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to miss this episode. Check us out on our Facebook. Check us out on our Instagram. Check us out on our Twitter, at LaunchpadPod. Super shout out to everybody who's been interacting with us, sharing our stuff, liking our stuff, hitting us up on social media. We love talking with our fans and hearing from you guys. Thank you so much. Keep it up. We'll see you in two weeks.